This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, Steeler fans, it is time. Friday's Let's Ride podcast, the first half. You know what we do? We go behind enemy lines, and it's the Browns again. And joining us is John Suchan again of the Fanatical Elves podcast network right here on Fans First Sports Network. John, I know you're not excited to be here, but I'm excited to have you. How are you? How's everything going, my friend? Well, it's been one of those days for Browns fans. You know, we have a lot of these. It's like, it's It's our history. It's part of being a Browns fan is this um, up and down roller coaster of feeling uh, an emotion (laughs) and we can't seem to rid ourselves of it. But that's the truth. I mean, when you think about the Browns season again and put it into a capsule right now, so far going into week 11, talk about a roller coaster. When you talk about like, uh, you know, you you win an opening day. I think Mm -hmm. you win in week one. Yes. And then, You lose to the Steelers in a really weird way and prime time. And then you find your way navigating these waters and beating the undefeated 49ers at home. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you shut out the Cardinals and then everything looks good. You come back and beat the Ravens and then smacked in the face with the news that Deshaun Watson season is over. Uh, I just want to ask what your knee jerk reaction was when you <laughs> heard the news that Watson is, is done. I mean, I didn't even know that he was injured in the game nope. in Baltimore and let no alone. No one did. No one no did. And no, and that it shocked everybody. Every beat writer here in Cleveland, uh, guys like Tony Grossi, Mary Kay Cabot, nobody knew, nobody knew. And I, to the Browns organizations, uh, they, they are been good at keeping things under wraps. This group, I think they've done a pretty good job. It's just so, I mean, my initial re- reaction has been, you know, shock and awe. I think most Browns fans are, it's, it's not quite the same as Nick Chubb's injury against you yeah. guys back in week two. But the thing that's been, it's just so bizarre about all of this is that it's the whole season has been a roller coaster with Deshaun and him being mysteriously out and how injured was the shoulder. And was he really, was it a physical injury? Was there some mental side to thing? We've talked about that over the course of the season as Browns fans, obviously, you know, he's now suffered this serious injury. I, there's been a variety of takes today. I don't know. I think there was a specific play in the second quarter where I think he did get kind of jammed by two Ravens that some people are saying is when it happened. The the the, the interesting other part of that, the, the game itself, was that, you know, everybody was upset with his play in the first half, and then he turned around in the second half after yeah. the supposed injury and went 14 for 14 and uh, led them on just a great comeback. And, uh, yeah, so it's really just devastating. Um, you know, we've played without Deshaun, but now, you know, now we're getting to this point where we know that he's out and PJ Walker had come to the rescue, uh, had gone what three and one, I think in his or two and Mm -hmm. one. Um, but now, um, there are, uh, you know, the, the indications are the DTR, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson will be the starter. The Browns have announced that earlier this afternoon. So lots to dissect there. Um, 
I'm sure we can talk about that. We but, will. We will. Yeah. But I, I, I want to ask you quickly about Deshaun Watson. And maybe you know this. Maybe you don't. Maybe this was made public. Maybe it wasn't. Is this the was this an injury that was either did did it uh stem from the other shoulder injury or is this something completely different? Great question. Great question. I you know um I'm don't I haven't heard publicly today. I've been busy doing my other jobs in my life. I get but it. Yeah. I um there there have not been at least my social media uh, following all of that. There hasn't been a lot of conversation about that specific question, mm. but I certainly like every other Browns fan <laughs> has thought, yeah. well, he had a shoulder injury and then he got popped. So obviously, I mean, your shoulder, all of that whole area is very sensitive and For things sure. can happen. And he certainly, you know, obviously he had some sort of shoulder issue. Um, some of us, even myself got kind of into the mental side of football after a while because he was gone so long. So, you know, and like you said, it's like you get him back and and the way that game against Baltimore started last weekend was just awful. It was very eerily similar to how you guys in the, the, the Steeler Nation uh, beat us in week two with Deshaun through an interception, like on the first pass. Yeah. Um, the Ravens went up 14 to nothing and there was 12 and a half minutes to go in the first quarter. So, uh, yeah, it was, so the fact that he was able to help them along with his, you know, Kevin Stefanski's coaching and the Browns great defense, they really came to play, you know, things turn around. So it is really just no one knew. I mean, today yeah. it was when I first saw text messages coming through to my phone at what, like eight or nine this morning, it was like, what? <laughs> and I think everybody <laughs> had that same reaction. <laughs> so. I had that reaction as a Steeler fan. I was like, wow, like th this is totally blindsided. So let me, let's go to the next logical uh, point here. And that is why would they go with DTR over PJ Walker? And that's, I think a fair question. DTR did start early in the season when Deshaun yeah. Watson was out and he didn't fare too well against the Baltimore Ravens. However, yeah. PJ Walker, like you said, had a winning record. He did turn the ball over a good bit, but mm -hmm. he was keeping him afloat. I kind of yeah. make that similarity or the, the comparison to Tyler Huntley in yeah. Baltimore. Mm -hmm. That's a Lamar good, good observation. Out, yeah. Lamar goes out. Tyler Huntley can come in and win you some games. He's not going to go out and win the Super Bowl, but he can win you some games. What is what do you think the Browns organization is thinking going to Dorian Thompson Robinson <laughs> instead of PJ Walker? Not that you know, but what's your take? Uh, my take, um, okay, so go back to the game when they inserted him into the Baltimore uh, home game that first time. That was uh, leading up to that game. We saw Deshaun Watson warming up. You know, all the eyes were on him. Everybody assumed that he was going to roll with it. And according to all observations that I and information I got back, uh, DTR didn't find out that he was actually going to start that game until like literally at like 11 o'clock that morning. And that though they had prepped him in some practice, I don't think they prepped him. Now they're so what they're saying today is that they are giving him a week's worth of prep and well, it's, you know, it's Wednesday, but so yeah, I don't like this part of the Browns organization and they're thinking sometimes because, you know, they threw him to the wolves uh, in that, you know, that first game and he looked just, awful and he was making a lot of mistakes then they roll with pj walker like you said and like he was making some turnovers of himself 
but he has that veteran presence and uh you know i i was buying into it i kept you know there's a lot of criticism about all the turnovers but i kept coming back on my shows and saying look the guy's winning he's still and he when needed he came through in the clutch twice in two different games against the 49ers pj walker came back and whatnot and then the next game um Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I think that the DTR right now, the the whole concept for me is that they had Josh Dobbs in Cleveland at the beginning of of, of the right. time, and then they they made a decision as an organization that DTR had done enough because in those uh, preseason games, DTR was explosive and fan base was getting excited and like this is cool, and we saw the same stuff from Josh Dobbs the summer before. So yeah. when it was announced that DTR would be the guy, be the backup, okay, cool. And then, boom, you threw him out there. And then the fact that they, they took him out, I see, I, we, I, you know, at, at that point, I'm thinking, well, just stick with the kid. So now they've, they've not stuck with it. So now it's like, all right, so they're going to put him out there against you guys. <laughs> and Mike, and Mike, <laughs> and veteran coach and Mike Tomlin. And yeah. I'm thinking, are they going to pull the plug on him again? Are they going to, if he, if he, looks like crap or can't complete a pass in the first half. Are they going to insert PJ Walker in the third quarter? Um, and that would be, that would be pretty devastating for the young quarterback when you think is about it. Right? And yeah, yeah <laughs> I think that would be pretty demoralizing to have a week's worth of prep and then have the rug pulled out from under you again. And I think that when you think about the Browns and they're still going to be in, in football games and they're going to be in football mm-hmm. games for two reasons. Number mm-hmm. one is their defense is still very, very good. And number two is their running game is actually very, very good. And what's the best way for a young, inexperienced quarterback to stay afloat? Run the freaking football. And the Steelers' defense has been gashed by the run this season. They are now not some. Yeah, this is not is don't, one. Well, don't, and don't that's one area. Yeah. I, I agree with Jeff. The other part of that with DTR. I mean, PJ Walker is a pretty good scrambler too, but DTR. Similarly to Deshaun, I think that the, the way the offense is set for Cleveland, that that often that run game includes mm-hmm. running the quarterback. And I think probably the front office and the coaching staff uh, probably are leaning toward the fact that DTR probably has a little bit more, you know, spring. Yeah. Um, and that could be a real weapon like Deshaun was. And so that's, that's another, I think, factor in why they – decided to go this way. Uh, I think Cleveland, like that first game against you guys was from the get go. I mean, we were making mistakes. Um, yeah. And we've got to avoid that because like you said, the Browns have other parts of their team, like the run game. That's a, it's been an interesting topic here in Cleveland with the run game, because we've been so used to Nick Chubb. Um, so spoiled that anything I, I've been critical of people who have been critical of our run game up through the season saying how two or three yard averages aren't going to cut it in the NFL. And I'm like, well, wait a second, they're running. 
I get that. There's the guys are running two or three yards at a time, but they might burst one for 40 or 50. And the team has been averaging like what, 150, 160 yards per, per game. So I don't, these guys are in the NFL and the Browns are winning and they're six and three. So I think the Browns, why a uh, uh, running game is cutting it. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting. You know, you look at the tandem of Kareem hunt back in Cleveland, who they signed after Chubb was injured. Um, is the other one Ford? I think is his name. Jerome Ford. Yeah. Th- th- that's a good tandem. And so I think that the Cleveland Browns have found their way. Not that anything is going to be relative to Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is a one of a kind type back in terms of his effectiveness and his overall capabilities. Mm-hmm. However, I think that they can run the ball. And like you said, D- DTR might be more of what they want for their system. And that's why they're going in that direction. But let's talk about the defense here. We've talked about the offense a lot. Uh, the defense Miles Garrett is having a special season, and I'm sure that there's right now, as I said that, there's people that are listening to this podcast, Steelers fans, that are trying to find my address because they're going to storm my front door with pitchforks and torches because, Lord forbid, I say that Miles Garrett is a good player. He is a great player. Everyone wants to pit him and TJ Watt together. I don't know why we just can't say both are really, really good at what they do. Now, yeah. Miles Garrett's not alone, though. Like there's other players on this defense that are really showing out. Who are some of those guys that maybe weren't talked about a lot at the beginning of the season, but are having great years on the defensive side of the ball? Well, the defensive line in itself, I mean, are, are feeding off of, and I think that's, what's made everything like you talk about with miles Garrett being a really great player. He's having one of the most outstanding. He's probably his best season of his career. And he's, you can, but it's just, he's enjoying it so much because other players, he's doing so much. He's drawing attention that it's uh, the way that the that they designed the defense. That Delvin Tomlinson, um, Shelby Harris, Jordan Elliott, all these big guys in the interior are feeding off of the fact that they can, they're plugging up that those those gaps. Um, they're having great seasons. Um, you know, you look in the the linebacking crew. You know, you have Anthony Walker back who. Missed most of last season. Taki Taki mm-hmm. um, is been solid. Even uh, Tony Fields, uh, who's a linebacker for the Browns, ha- he's been around for three or four seasons. Now he's he comes in and and does what he needs to do. You got JOK um, Jeremiah Usa Cormo, who's having a hell of a season. The thing is, the Browns defense is so animated this year. I mean, that's where Jim Schwartz, the Browns defensive coordinator, has really really instilled this sort of. Um, he's telling these guys that they need to be celebrating. Like he's making them celebrate. Yeah. So they've come up with all these creative sort of crazy uh, that uh, sort of displays of, of euphoria, excitement. For sure. Um, yeah. And Steeler fans are probably not like that, but uh, you know. Well, no, no, but, but if the Steelers do it, then they love it. So yeah, it's yeah. just because. Well, it was nice to see even somebody like, you know, Greg, Greg Newsom last week, he, he got a pick six kids from Northwestern. You never had even an, I think maybe he had one interception in Northwestern been with the team now for three years, one of our best cornerbacks um, just, but he doesn't intercept passes and he got one of those tip balls. I tell you the Browns have been involved in so many games where the balls are tipped or hit off helmets. And there was another one of those. And uh, Greg Newsom was able to bring that one back for a touchdown, which really helped the Browns, you know, win that game. So those are just a few, players that have just been outstanding yep so this game when i think about this and i normally bring up the spread and i'm not because it it's going to change so dramatically what is it right now 
What was uh, it? Last I saw was the Steelers were getting two. And that was even really? after they announced the quarterback situation and that DTR was really? starting. That, But I, hey, I do a gambling podcast for fans first. Uh-huh. And my buddy Pez, who's the the guy who makes the picks, he said, if you can jump on that line, like you, if you're a Steelers fan, you think that them getting two is a good, safe bet, do yeah. it quick because it's going to change real quick. He thinks it's going to move right. to maybe even a pick em game maybe even swing to the Steelers being favored. So there, there could be, so let's throw that out the window. Who cares about that? That's a, but I think this could be one of those low scoring AFC North grudge match games. I agree. It's going to get, it's not going to be ugly from 12 to nine or yeah, 12 to 10. So yeah, I was going to ask you like, not, not that I need a score prediction right now, but what are you thinking about this game? If you have a score in mind, give it to me. If not, right there. Yeah. I think, uh, well, okay. I'm going to, I'll give you, um, I mean, obviously, I'm going to take the brownies. Um, yeah. Let's go. Brown 16, Steelers 10. Oh, 16 gosh, 10. that would just be so boring. And I think <laughs> I think it's going to be like a couple field goals. And the, uh, let's, let's go three field goals and a touchdown. I think they'll, okay. they'll get in. I think the Browns kicking game, Dustin Hopkins, has. I tell you, he's been a life changer for the Browns. He's a huge factor in why the Browns are where they're at. And and how Kevin Stefanski, good old Steady Eddie, has uh, managed that kicking game this year and not been as aggressive with his fourth down play calls. And he's really grown on a lot of people, including myself, as far as his uh, coaching talents and how he's managing this team. So when you have a kicker, too, that can kick it, I mean, he, uh, Dustin Hopkins hasn't missed a field goal beyond 50 yards, knock on wood. Uh, yeah. yet I think he's seven for seven or something like wow. that. Wow, that's that's yeah. fantastic, and he's that's not going to mess up against you guys. So, well, you just jinxed him. I'm glad you did. Okay, nah, nah, I didn't. <laughs> you, you, you can play that back later. Yeah, that, that, that'll be a good one. <laughs> All right, John, I really appreciate you taking the time yep. again to be on the show. Why don't you go ahead and plug where they can find anyone can find you on social media. Maybe they want to laugh at you for things or <laughs> if they want to hear you all uh, crying and moaning over the news of Deshaun Watson, where they can find your podcast. Well, the fanatical elves <laughs> network, part of your first fans, first sports network have been yes, great um, supporters and helped us launch this. And I tell, I telling our fans and the people that follow us on Apple, Spotify, all those platforms, YouTube, I mean, we have been growing leaps and bounds every month. We are our, our downloads this month were 30, 40% over what we did last month. The week, Fantastic. the month before that we're 30, 40. So we're not where you guys are at, but we're, we've got a great <laughs> group of guys that are contributing. We've got shows every day of the week, multiple shows now every day of the week. Um, and so you can find me, um, I'm on, uh, the X or the Twitter on, uh, it's my, just my handle at John Suchan. Uh, J-O-H-N-S-U-C-H-A-N. Um, I write for the Fanatical uh, Elves Network, part of your group, but fans first. Mm-hmm. You can yep. find articles there. I also write for Northeast Ohio Sports Insiders uh, today, a group that uh, does a lot of great coverage up in Northeastern Ohio. And uh, yeah, uh, what else? I think I think that's enough, right? No. <laughs> yeah, I think you covered it. Yeah. Now, John, thank you for your time. Enjoy the game. I'm sure we'll be talking soon. Maybe, maybe just playoffs. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. I don't know. All right, John, have a good rest of your day. Good weekend. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you. Thank you.